Hi, welcome to our podcast, Helen and Steph Muddle Through. She's Helen and she's got over 10 years experience supporting young people's mental health and well-being. And she's Steph, a BBC and commercial radio presenter and producer. We met through our jobs and we're passionate about helping everyone to improve their mental health and well-being. Every week we'll cover a different mental health topic, everything from body confidence to breaking negative habits. So let's get into it. This week's episode is about friendships in adulthood and coming out of lockdown. Yay! I'm excited about this topic. Yeah, we've both been having random thoughts about it in the last couple of weeks, I think, haven't we? Yeah, we have. And there's quite a lot around about it. And I think we sort of this was a topic we thought about quite early on, I think, to cover just in terms of our own personal friendship and like how that developed and how difficult it is actually to make friends in adulthood. It's not as easy as when you're a child. So there's a lot to talk about. And again, it's one of those topics that I don't know if we hear it being talked about that much. And it feels a bit mm. like, I don't, no, not, I don't know if awkward's the right word, but it feels a bit strange because when you're little making friends is such a you know you just do it so easily and normally and yeah. all the time and then you don't really kind of think about it or talk about it as much as you go yeah it feels a bit like taboo doesn't it to kind of go oh do you know what I feel like I'm struggling to make friends a bit it feels like that's not okay to say that or acknowledge it which is weird and we'll also cover mm. coming out of lockdown because I think we both were saying we've seen quite a lot in the press recently about um, everyone's different feelings about the world changing again and in the UK this roadmap out of lockdown and you know it's we're all going to be feeling different things so we'll cover some of that mm. as well yeah definitely sounds good did you have a good week how's your week <laughs> oh <laughs> sorry we are in sync uh, you go first how was your week oh gosh I f- I'll get mine done out of the way quickly I'm not having a good one um <laughs> oh no flipping car I mean actually bless my little car it's done so many miles and um just I guess yeah with working in different places and like driving all over the place doing lots of miles uh, and, and like not I've always gone for cars that I think have got the stamina and it's it's definitely proven that bless the little thing but <laughs> now it's yeah it's starting to get a bit fed up I think so it failed its MOT so I'll have to get that sorted out car. yeah yeah has it got a name your car no this one hasn't my old one was called little love um little love the registration looked like that but this one hasn't got a name maybe it's just feeling a bit neglected maybe that's why because I'm yeah. giving it a name and that's gonna I'll fail I'll fail this MOT for you then have that <laughs> And cost you lots of money. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> um, what about you? How's your week? Uh, yeah, good. So I I bought a car on the same oh. lines, <laughs> um, which is nice, and I'm pleased with it. Funnily enough, do you know what's really funny? And um, it, well, it's not funny. It was just kind of random. So the last they serviced it for me at the garage, but the last service was January 2020. And, you know, they put the mileage mm. down what it was then and what it is now. So it, it did 2,000 miles last year. That's not So much. obviously we were in lockdown, but I was like, 2,000 miles? And I felt really sad for it. I thought, Aww. oh, it's just been sat on someone's drive being like, 
lonely and forgotten about. So I've taken it for lots of little drives. <laughs> We've started this podcast talking about cars as if they're people. <laughs> they're our friends. Cars are our friends. This, yeah, this is what yeah. we've got to. Oh, congrats oh, though. That's so good. Yeah, so it's nice. Um, what else has been happening? Not much really. The weather feels like it's been a bit nicer this or is that just this week was it last week it was horrible I can't remember now I've lost track it varies so much doesn't it by day but it makes such a difference when it's nice and sunny definitely yeah definitely Mm. getting that feeling of and it's lighter later as well which is nice yes definitely notice that and in the mornings and the I think the clocks go forward soon don't they in a couple of weeks so it'll be lighter I always get confused does that mean it'll be lighter in the evenings yeah yeah oh Bums, I get up early, but yeah, no, that should be fine. Yeah, it soon evens out, but I think, yeah, in the evenings it'd be lighter, which would be nice. Very, very nice. Lovely. So we're getting into our topic. I guess, first of all, let's just acknowledge how vital friendships are for our well-being. Like, oh my gosh, I couldn't survive without my friends type level of vitalness. Yeah. Mm. And and they all, and there's all different aspects of your life, isn't there? But, and it's kind of the same with friendships. You'll have different friends that come from different parts of your life. And you know that you can have certain, mm. well, you can have conversations with any of your friends, but like there's certain things you you kind of talk through or fun times that you'll have with like different types of fun times I don't know if that makes sense (laughs) yeah no it does and I think different like when I was thinking about this I thought I've got different friends that I do like set things with Mm. does that make sense so certain friends I'll always do that thing with and other friends I'll always do that thing with which is strange isn't it it's just how the friendship evolves but yeah I just think my gosh and when you know talking about kind of well-being and mental health and stuff I I honestly believe that if you're struggling with your mental health you can have any level of professional support medication but if you don't have that support network in terms of friendships it has such a huge impact on your kind of recovery and your journey to getting better I saw a post I think this morning from someone someone online about um because you know they sort of uh, they appointed a sort of minister for loneliness in the government there was kind of a person in charge and someone was saying just checking in on a mate to see how they are and then actually mm. someone else like someone said and then check on them again like you know your friends mm. are there for you yeah yeah <laughs> and they you know they understand you much more than anybody else could in your life particularly the ones you've had in your life for a long time so just yeah I just think it's so important that we maintain those friendships and you know, we'll talk a bit about out. Sorry, Ooh, my elbow. Okay? Ouch! Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. That really ruined the audio. Oh no, you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Oh, I got my funny bone, which is so oh. ironic that it's called a funny bone. Why is it called that? Ouch! Okay, I'm keeping my arm down here oh. now. Um, yeah, we'll talk a bit about navigating sort of friendships as they change in adulthood and stuff, mm. but. Yeah, I just think it's we need to be investing, you know, time and effort into them, kind of like we do with romantic relationships, really, because we I don't think we 
do it enough maybe with friendship we kind of take them for granted a bit definitely yeah and I think life gets in the way a bit and it's so easy to say Mm. that isn't it but things other things become priorities and you know whether it's obviously work or looking after a house or a family or whatever it might be Mm. um but it's yeah it's so important I think keeps you young as well it really is (laughs) that makes sense yeah it does it does it keeps you young it grounds you yeah definitely there was I read an article once about friendship therapy so like you would have kind of relationship therapy if things were not going well with your partner you can go for friendship therapy and doesn't necessarily and the lady that did it was obviously like she did it for the purpose of the article with a friend so they weren't going through like a difficult time but she said it was so revealing and interesting about certain things that you wouldn't necessarily bring up with your friend about things that they might say that upset you or something that they're you know remembering from years ago that they're still kind of holding or you know but she said it was really insightful and more people should do it oh my gosh we should do it that would be a great podcast yes I'm really up for that that would be great definitely up for that yeah, it was just really interesting. And she said people just don't think to do it because they don't invest the same level of time and energy into friendships as they do in romantic relationships. That is such a good point, actually. That is mm. such a good point. And yeah, I bet there would be some massive insights because it's seeing things from the other person's perspective. And yeah, yeah you just might not have thought about before. Yeah. yeah. And like a safe space to talk about some of that stuff that might feel really uncomfortable. Oh my gosh, that would be fascinating. Would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Be really great. Um, we mentioned just before about talking about uh, coming out of lockdown and, you know, meeting with different mm. people and stuff. And and this has been such a an unusual time for friendships. And in, in ways, you might have felt closer to some friends through keeping up on video calls or phone mm. calls. And in other ways, in other friendships, you might feel further away. It's, And then it's now about socialising in person again, which seems, I can't believe we've, we're not used to that now. It's just bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, it feels so weird. It almost feels like you're kind of starting again. And yeah, I think you're right. There's some people that you've really kept in touch with a lot and maybe even more so in terms of, you know, phone calls maybe with people. People don't tend to phone each other anymore. But I think during lockdown, maybe that's happened more. Um, and making more of a conscious effort to like schedule something in but then going from that to seeing people like in real life (laughs) it feels so weird and it's almost like kind of yeah reigniting those friendships and kind of re-emerging from yeah weird I think the key thing to understand is just that everybody has had a different and a varying lockdown experience and I just think we need to be compassionate and understanding in all of those, you know, areas, which probably we'll talk in a second about people interpreting the rule kind of differently and stuff, Mm -hmm. but just understanding that for your lockdown experience has probably been very different to your friends and maybe you've not had too much of a bad time, but they have or vice versa. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Mm, Just being mindful of that. And don't put too much pressure on yourself because you've gone through a, a global pandemic, which is massive. And that is probably mm. going to have changed 
certain certain maybe some things in your life maybe it hasn't changed anything but if it has changed things don't it's so hard not to um feel like you need to just jump back to where you were were Mm. before you're gonna have gone through like self-growth aren't you in that time Mm. as well definitely yeah and just I think yeah just just making sure you're not being judgmental so I know we spoke about this in the whole kind of coming out of lockdown thing and I saw quite a lot of stuff on social media when Boris announced the roadmap about oh my gosh I've got until the 21st of June to get into shape and lose all this weight or you know just we like you say we've been in a pandemic we've been in lockdown we've been in a completely unprecedented situation so just you know understanding your friends situations and and not being judgmental if they've not had a great time or they've Mm. not baked a new cake every week or they've not done tons of exercise and they're the fittest they've Mm. ever been you know hopefully nobody will be in that situation but I think just being really compassionate about it is going to be key when we come out and any if you're feeling like anxiety about I don't know um yeah just kind of socializing really or make you know having lots of plans or just feeling a bit overwhelmed yeah just go easy on yourself I think Mm. a bit yeah definitely agree it's gonna be quite different because did you see there were quite a lot of memes coming out when the roadmap was announced and there was one I think that was getting quite popular where the guy's laying down next to an outfit and it's like (laughs) ready for the 21st of June like now (laughs) yeah ready now (laughs) ready now yeah um yeah because it feels like I think people were all really kind of it felt like really optimistic and exciting to be able to actually make plans like around dates Mm. knowing stuff but yeah like you say I think just knowing what's right for you and just because you can meet six people outside or just because at some point you can socialize inside or you can go to a pub or you know it doesn't mean that you have to you just got to do what's right for you for your own circumstances and be really understanding if your friends are not wanting to do some of the things that you're suggesting that's that's all so fine you know yeah it's going to take time isn't it mm. um i think that's really yeah. good wise words that yeah have your own boundaries in place i think it's just yeah trust in your own boundaries definitely yeah Mm. so generally pandemic aside Mm. (laughs) friendships in adulthood actually it's really tricky isn't it it's when you actually think about it so you I think when you're younger when you're in school or college you know you're put in these situations where there's so much more opportunity there to make friends so when you're you know you do group work at college or uni and in school you're in a class with people and also you have much less um what's the word you're kind of much less fussy I guess about (laughs) who you're friends with because actually you might only have the thing in common is that you've both got a pink pen in your pencil case and that's enough to form a friendship (laughs) whereas when you're older those opportunities are not necessarily there and also yeah you just become you know you kind of hone in on what's more important and who you want to invest your time in and build a friendship with which can really narrow that field of possible friends yeah and I think you get um you you can get more I don't like using this word but I hope you know what I mean by it but like you know when you get a bit more settled in a certain Mm. whether it's you know location wise or work wise or whatever 
and then pushing yourself outside of that comfort zone to meet new people which is Mm. always you know it's so lovely when you meet new people and kind of have new experiences and open like opens up your world a bit doesn't it but yeah when as you get older I feel like you kind of think oh yeah I've got I've got my friends and that's fine got you know don't need to branch out yeah Um, which is um which is you know which is fine if you've if you've got good friends and you're happy with your lot yeah (laughs) your tribe definitely yeah and that's you know (laughs) there's no kind of pressure but yeah I think just if you're yeah putting yourself out there can feel really scary and it's quite awkward isn't it if you think like how you know we all say kind of join a club you know have a hobby and join a club or Mm. do something that's out of your comfort zone say yes to things and yes to invites but it can then feel really how do you go from that to actually forming a friendship with somebody that you meet in that scenario it's really tricky mm. yeah because you want it to happen quite naturally really don't you and, yeah um what's i suppose if you move to a new area for work that's probably a big one where yeah where that kind of comes in i've, I've remember thinking of situations where i've had that before and you do have to kind of push yourself but it's yeah it can feel really scary yeah it can and like how like nobody want you don't go up to someone and go will you be my friend <laughs> you've oh. got to just get like <laughs> please be my friend <laughs> yeah but definitely yeah it needs to kind of happen and give it you know understand that it will take time if you think about the friends you've been friends with a long time like how long they took to grow into friendships it's not necessarily something that happens overnight but there's yeah definitely times in your life where it happens more like organically so yeah if you change jobs or move area um do you watch Fleabag did you watch Fleabag oh I started it and I feel bad that I didn't carry it on so yes no so (laughs) yes no that's a double answer carry on because it's really good it's so funny um but she obviously the girl in there owns a cafe and she does I think they call it chatty Wednesdays where you basically go (laughs) to the cafe and you have to sit with somebody that you don't know and chat to them that is a great idea it's like speed dating but for friendships yeah that's what I thought what a nice idea that's a nice way to meet people isn't it that's really nice actually also do you get allotted time so if it's not going well you can be like next one yeah that could be a bit awkward couldn't it what if they like sit there and order a Mm. a big meal and you're like oh no I don't want to carry on this conversation (laughs) (laughs) Uh, could be awkward but the principle of it is good and I think also like we said about joining clubs and stuff but finding a hobby so I'm part of a choir which is through my workplace but also we quite often collaborate with this community choir called Sing Now and honestly people it's transformed people's lives like to to go somewhere like that and form friendships is just amazing so you, it feels really scary but putting yourself out there um yeah is a is is only going to end in positive stuff and if it doesn't go well you just don't have to go back yeah that's so true you've got that you've got the control there to do mm. what feels right for you and there's so many different things you could try and I mean very very high chances that you'll find your tribe because you're probably mm. going to have the same interests um there's so many sporty ones like running clubs and yeah um I joined a running club for a bit actually and 
just didn't go enough but <laughs> the 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 intention was there yeah the it's about the commitment there. isn't it yeah definitely it's difficult but yeah you've already got that common ground so whatever you club you've joined you've got that in common at, at the very least and that's a good foundation isn't it and also mm. if it's a weekly thing say you're going to like a weekly dance class or something and we talked about you know friendships do take time it will build up over time mm. and you will yeah just get to know each other more and you know they might send you might suddenly end up going for coffee or hanging yeah. out somewhere else yeah exactly yeah it's not being afraid to take that step is it and not being it when you feel you've built that foundation don't be afraid to say do you want to go for a coffee because the other thing mm. I was thinking about like if you like if you ask somebody out on a date <laughs> That almost feels less awkward than asking someone who's not quite a friend yet to go for a coffee. Why is that? It's weird. Like, is it rejection? Is it that they think you're, I don't know. It's just bizarre, isn't it? How we put almost less emphasis on asking someone on a date than we would about asking somebody to be our friend. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And then when you have conversations, like when you're catching up with friends or family, obviously, not obviously, but not at all, obviously, but you, you know, you catch up on the main things, um, in, in your life. And I don't know how much, I mean, you do end up checking in on like how friends are doing and stuff, Mm. but I feel like the, like sometimes relationships and work stuff gets prioritized Mm. over that when you're kind of catching up. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I saw something, you know, you sent me an article, I think it was the Guardian. Mm. I pulled out a little bit because I really like this. Well, it's just interesting. Apparently, did you see this bit? According to a study from the University of Kansas, um, two people need to spend 90 hours together to become friends or 200 hours to qualify as close friends. Wow. (laughs) That's quite a lot, isn't it? If you think that would obviously be broken up over, you know, say you have joined a club or something over one or two hours per week. That's a lot of... That's a lot of hours. Also, who who's actually the volunteers on this on this test? This <laughs> yeah. And how do you qualify a friendship? I mean, I, know. I think I've got friends that I haven't even spent ninety hours with over about four years. <laughs> oh, exactly. Crazy. I mean, that's quite a good thing worth mentioning. Actually, how life kind of happens, and then mm. it's making sure we're getting the time in to see friends yeah that's definitely a big thing isn't it so people that you're already friends with obviously yeah like you say life happens life gets in the way circumstances change um somebody might move to the other side of the country all of that stuff can really throw up barriers to those friendships being maintained and you know it's natural in a way I guess there will be friendships that don't that don't stand the test of time. And I think that just is a, a thing that we have to accept really with life and change. And, you know, you go different directions, you have different interests, you've got different priorities. But um, yeah, I think just investing, it makes sure you're, you're investing that real time into them like you would with other relationships is mm. really important. Yeah, sometimes there is that kind of mutual thing that, you know, maybe it's like geography or something that means that you can't Mm. see each other as much or hardly at all sometimes. And, Mm. but then, but life's funny like that. It kind of meanders, doesn't it? So you don't know when something might come back. 
Yeah. If that makes sense, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And also, I think with lockdown, there's less excuse now to say, oh, it's long distance. We hardly ever see each other because we know that we can keep in touch with, you know, in other in other ways. So it's kind of, yeah, not the same. I think also just acknowledging that life is busy and it's okay if you, you know, I've got friends that I don't speak to for a long time. And then when we meet up, it's like we've never been apart. So that's, you know, that's perfectly natural as well, isn't it? It's like not putting that pressure to have kind of rigid time frames on it and make sure that you're seeing or speaking to people, you know, certain after a certain amount of time because it does life doesn't really work like that. Also, it can be really exciting then when you do catch up because it's like, <laughs> whoa, tell me everything. This yeah. has happened, that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> then this happened, then that, you know. Wah. Yeah. I've got a group of friends that I was in like brownies and guys with. So going back donkey's years and actually we kind of lost touch and it was really because of I kept in touch with one of them and I'm still really good friends with her. But the the other three, we kind of lost touch and got back in touch through Facebook and stuff. And then we've met up a few times. And the first time we met up, considered we'd not seen each other for, gosh, like probably 10 years or something. But it was like, it was almost like we'd never been apart. It was so nice. We just like picked up from Aww. where we left off and... I think that's the other thing, isn't it, with friendships that go back a long way. You've got that rooted experience and you've got those things that you you share together. Whereas with new friendships, you've got to kind of build that up from scratch. Mm -hmm. You don't always, it doesn't feel as easy. I love those shared memories and those ones Mm. that always come out that you end, you know, things you end up talking about that just end (laughs) up in fits of like giggles ridiculous yeah there's always a couple of memories that you you all remember this you know that's really sticks in all mm. of your minds it's funny isn't it but mm. oh the loveliest loveliest but also worth saying like if you're feeling like you know building or making friendships has been difficult um there's always there's always some there's always going to be something out there that you could and even if even if initially you prefer to be at home and it's something where because I remember actually this is going back a bit of a way I did um for a little while I did a radio show from my bedroom and I used to send it out to different radio stations that were like either community or online and there was mm. this guy running a radio station from his bedroom oh wow so and you know if so if you have if you if you or or if you've got it, you can't leave the house because of whatever reason um or you know just thinking there's always there's always going to be a way to connect mm. with people especially now virtually yeah there is there's always kind of support groups and stuff if there's a specific issue um that affects you there's tons online and i think again with the pandemic a lot of stuff may have moved online and be more accessible than it would have been previously actually mm. Mm. The yes. other topic we were going to talk about, which is an interesting one, is friendships at work. Yeah, and this boundaries. Is really, yeah, this is such an interesting one. It is. There's a, there's a meme again. I'm going to mention a meme where there's these two people. I think I can't remember if it's two girls or a guy and a girl or two guys, and they both ridiculously excited. And the meme just says, "When you find out." your work bestie is on the same shift yeah (laughs) and you're just completely like over the moon yeah transforms how you think of how you feel about going into work Mm. (laughs) yeah can do though those those friendships can be really you spend every day with someone Mm. they they can become really firm strong friendships yeah 
Yeah, I think everyone needs a work wife or a work husband. <laughs> yeah. Because you do, you spend more time at work than you spend at home, don't you? That not in normal circumstances, maybe not at the moment, but yeah, normally you do. I think That's where a- it gets tricky is the professional managerial boundaries, you know? So like, obviously, like in your role, maybe there's certain people that you connect with that are that you know on a professional level but not on a friend level and then if you're Mm. managing people can you also be friends with them like how do you navigate all of that oh gosh yeah it that I've literally what I've never been on a well probably because I'm not a manager um I've never been on a management course but I imagine if I was I'd I'd want to learn how to do it because I wouldn't know where Mm. to start to be honest it can be tricky so there's I I manage people at work and I think I was mm. thinking about this before we recorded and I think maybe it's because of the nature of my job and I was thinking of other jobs where you're in like a kind of care setting or a well-being setting you it's so vital that you have that personal connection as well as that professional relationship mm. just because you know some of the stuff we deal with it's really important that you've got that trust in your team and your manager and you can speak to them and that we understand each other's triggers and what might affect people on a personal level so to do that you need to know a bit about their own personal lives and what's going on for them at home and other things that might be you know causing an impact and stuff I just think but that I think that a lot of it might be down to the sort of job I do where we're kind of we've kind of got that down a little bit I think where we can we can I would probably say that I would I'm friends with the people that I manage maybe they won't say the same (laughs) oh I bet they would but I feel like we've got that kind of mutual respect where they know they can trust me to come to me about if they have got a personal issue but also to know you know that there is still professional boundary there it's very tricky Mm. it's a very like fine line to tread isn't it Mm. and it must vary in all different I think it varies in different jobs and industries to be honest but I think that compassion that you're that it sounds like goes on is great. I really hope more organisations pick up on that because mm. you are probably going to get more from your employees going down that road as well. And if we do move to a model where more people are working from home, I think it's going to be really important to be, mm. you know, aware of how people are feeling, to check in on how they're doing, and kind of going back kind of tying it to the thing we were talking about before I wonder if hobbies and stuff will become more kind of like prevalent and more of a thing because if you are only in the office a couple of days a week for instance if jobs Mm. do go more online then you are going to still want that human connection I think yeah yeah I think so and I think a lot of companies even sort of with all office-based employees have said they're actually really keen to get people back into the office because of that Mm. connection and you know like you say that ability for someone to have those friendships and those connections at work but also so you can have those meaningful conversations with your team about how they're doing and and you can do that much easier in person Mm. Mm. that's the thing isn't it um but boundaries, I think you, I think you mentioned it already. It's trying to keep that, uh, and also a, a bit with what I do, I find expectation is probably a good mm. word, um, because because it's quite public facing. There's an expectation that um, you're very accessible, 
if that makes yeah. sense, at, at, at sort of any time um, when, yeah, it, how your time is actually split up between your different jobs and what you do might mm. might not be what people think of, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes total sense from the outside looking in. They just see you as this figure and that's all they think that you do, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, expectation maybe as well. Yeah, managing, I think, yeah, managing, that's good a really good thing actually to point out is kind of getting those in place early on isn't it so mm. for I'm not feeling bad sakes. for them mm. Mm. I, i'm te- do you know with ba- when we talk about boundaries which by the way in a previous episode i think i called it barriers instead of boundaries and then i was like <laughs> i think that's the wrong word there it sounds like a brick wall um <laughs> but i feel so i end up feeling guilty i don't know if this is another podcast probably is actually but end up feeling guilty for boundaries if that's yeah. the right way well, but I think we talk about boundaries quite a lot. And have, have we done an actual episode on boundaries? I'm not sure if we have. I know we, we brought it into the self-care one quite a lot, I think. But mm. may, yeah, boundaries in all sorts of areas are important. And those feelings mm. of guilt and dealing with those when actually you're doing something to protect yourself and mm. you don't need to feel guilty for it. It's something that is right and correct. Mm. I think that's probably important for this topic, isn't it? Because definitely say yes if you're feeling like you want to do it and go out and try that new thing and go there and do this and do that but if you're not feeling that's where you're at you can be open and honest Mm. about that yeah definitely yeah and it's a two-way thing isn't it with friendships that it's got to be it has to be give and take and it has to be that if you're if you're putting your boundaries in place and saying no I don't feel like I can do that right now then the friend has to understand that and actually that's when you start to realize maybe if that friendship is not healthy if they're not respecting those boundaries and they're not respecting that that's kind of a red flag really and something Mm. not to ignore because I just think you know like we said about compassion particularly now is so important and having that level of understanding Mm. definitely I think also as I've got older I've realized like quality over quantity I think when you're younger there's a lot of pressure to surround yourself in tons of friends I see it all the time with like students and stuff and you know how many friends you've got on Facebook or whatever or you know how many different friendship groups have you got but it's not about that at all it's about the depth of those friendships rather than the width does that make sense yes I like that (laughs) I just made that up (laughs) that's gonna be we're quoting that from this podcast it's what the breadth (laughs) The breadth, not the no, the depth. The depth, not the width. The of depth, your friendship not the width. Mm. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good quote. Love it. Shall we do our little three things? Yes, let's do it. So this week's three things are three things we each do to nurture and develop friendships. Yes, love it. Who wants to go first? I don't mind. You go first. Oh, (laughs) okay. That means I can't copy you, damn. Right, (laughs) question, not question number one. Hello, am I doing a quiz? No, number one. Number one is um, take take your time is my one, I think. Um, I can be really impatient as a person, I think. And I think with friendships, just, yeah, let it, let it grow and take your time. 
<laughs> yeah, so. love that. And understand that it does take that time to really get to know someone on a deeper level. Like you might think mm. you know them after meeting them for coffee two or three times, but you probably don't really. So true. Mm. We're like onions, like Shrek in the film. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. All the layers. Yeah. You peel one off every hour for those 90 hours that you're going to meet them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. Uh, I think my first one will be about just acknowledging that friendships that you've had for a while will change and will evolve and life throws up different priorities. That doesn't necessarily mean that that friendship is over. It just means that for a period of time, they might have a different priority and you don't see them as much. But just accepting that that's okay and it's not about you and not taking that personally. Yeah, that's important. Yes, that's a really good one to get in actually about not taking things personally. Mm, I think we quite often do, don't we? When it's, you know, people cancel plans or we think, oh, we haven't heard from that person. We automatically think, oh, it must be about us and we must have upset them. But actually it Mm. it won't be. (laughs) It's, I mean, it might be, but it probably isn't. Um, It's just that they've got other stuff going on and that, you know, that's that's okay. Definitely. Mm. I like that. Um, my second one, I'm just, I've just put be open and honest, just, you know, mm. be, be yourself and, and don't, you know, f- don't try not to fear about what people think about you. Just mm. be unapologetically. Well, I mean, that makes it sound like, you, well, you know what I mean? Just be open and honest. <laughs> That's yeah. my one. And be you. Yeah. Unapologetically you. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Um, my second one's going to be to say yes to things some of the time, (laughs) not all of the time, but like this, say let just, if I had not said yes to being on your radio show, I would never have met you. And I don't know if we spend 90, I don't think we spent 90 hours together, but I feel like we're friends. (laughs) I feel like we're friends. I feel like I literally message you all my dilemmas. Oh my gosh. Here's years again. Oh, no, um, I love our little chats. We have some really good chats, even though not in person. It's always, you know, we're kind of on the same level. But you just never know what that opportunity is going to lead mm. to. Like just saying yes to the things that feel a little bit scary, which then might lead to you meeting somebody that you'll be lifelong friends with. You know, just put yourself out there and do it. Love that. Love <laughs> that. Um, my third one is we've said it we I always say it loads and we always say it loads but boundaries mm. um so knowing what you feel comfortable with and be okay with communicating that and and um yeah I think that's healthy yeah healthy boundaries if that mm. makes sense <laughs> yeah definitely makes sense yeah yeah my I think my last one will be similar to that a bit of a mixture of boundaries and being honest and not feeling afraid to um confide in a friend and not having to put a front up and that's the whole mm. the whole basis of a good friendship is that you can be yourself and you don't have to put up that you you have to put that brave face on you know if things are not going well you should feel able to talk to your friends about that and without judgment or being worried about how they'll react and you just making sure you're giving that back to them as well Mm. yeah love Mm. that oh my gosh I keep saying love that love that love that love that but I do (laughs) I do but I do
Here's Helen's takeaway. So on each episode, I will leave you with a, I I want to call it like a footnote, (laughs) like a little thing to, like a takeaway tip, a top tip based on the topic that we've spoken about um, to maybe go away and try. And then you're welcome to feedback to us about how you found it or what came of it. Um, you don't have to, but it might just, you know, if you want to, that's cool. So I think this week, my tip would be to reach out to a friend that you haven't spoken to in a while. So somebody, you know, we all have those people that kind of play on our minds and we think, oh, well, I'm going to text that person or ring that person. And then another week goes by or a month goes by and you haven't done it. So do it in the next fortnight, text or phone that person that you're thinking about that you haven't seen or spoken to for a while. And just say hey. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again in another couple of weeks. We will. That was a great topic. I really enjoyed that one. Lots of things to think about. And if you'd like to get in contact uh, with us, you can always do that. The email is helenandsteph at gmail.com. And on Instagram, we are helenandsteph underscore model three. Thank you. See you soon. Bye.